Hello, today's talk is uh, just a general random recording of uh, the com graduate completion project I'm working on, which is um, identity management. I've uncovered, well, I guess I can't say uncovered, but I've identified a very large area in need of change on the internet. Uh, many things need to be changed throughout the world and throughout um, our lives. But I think one major thing that we could really benefit from in the computer world of online um, work, work management, and life management is uh, not just identity management, but account management and life management. And what I found uh, just, you know, a few months of research was that the internet really suffers from um, a memory dysfunction and, and a trust disorder. It's almost like um, it remembers, it's got a good processing unit. It stores, it's able to store information in the cloud, which is on the internet and then on our local, our local computers. But what's happening is the design is a one for one. And by one for one, I mean that you have to have an account and a password for every single site that you store information on or that your information, personal information is used. And that's a one to one ratio. And that's the wrong design approach. A better design. And here's the big thing, though. It's already designed. We're already using it. We're already very used to using it. It has become commonplace to just go and log in and save our passwords and move on to the next one. And once everyone has their accounts established, they go to each individual site to pay bills and to shop or, you know, read or do business or use software. And the thing of it is, is we're, go we're going really fast in software applications, internet applications that are available um, and stored in the cloud, which is a centralized location that allows multiple use of the same piece of software where it used to be a one-to-one -one ratio. For each uh, computer, you needed a piece of software. You needed Windows, you needed Office. And now we're moving towards a subscription-based approach, which is a one-to-many, but you still have to have an individual account for each. And that makes sense. Everyone has their own individual identity. So everyone should have a primary identity account. And there's, you know, we have a formal process for, for monetary accounts. Um, but what I think needs to change is our ratio and are designed for the way that we log in and manage all of the accounts that we have online with just a primary source digital identity management system and account system that is consolidated. That's not, uh, doesn't require a user to go to 10 different sites to manage their bill payment system or to manage their uh, internet activity and software use online. And we have some small solutions with what we're offered and, and use right now, which are just bookmarks and the uh, remember my password features. 
And I've found that it's just not enough. So really a software application is needed, an online software application. But first we have to look at the design overall. With each merchant, and the merchants are the ones that where you shop online, like Target, Amazon, and then you have your email accounts, and then you have your social media. Now, how are we going to bring all those together into one centralized location? And the technology that we have uh, right now for that is the API system where you create a sort of a layer on top of everything and it connects each site together for an overall total management system. But we don't have any software right now that does that. And I certainly don't have the software skills to build it. I can tell you how to build it, but I can't build it myself because I'm not, you know, a face down programmer. I can come up with, um, how it should be designed and how it would best work for users. But um, it would require software management and contact with every merchant across the world. And so that requires a standard technology change for whomever uh, sets the requirements for publishing on the internet and account management and the laws and policies for that and say, okay, you've, we've taxed our, not taxed, I don't want to use a financial term. We've created an organizational system. We, we've created a, a, a system that allows end users or customers or users to, to do great things on the internet. It's a wonderful place, but it is insecure. We hear that a lot. It's very insecure. So, and, and users were very reluctant in the beginning to use it, but now it's commonplace. It's, it's not a problem. At least I don't think, I don't know. I haven't pulled the United States or the world on that, but for me, it's much more, uh, it's always been in a place where I feel I can trust it. Uh, there has been some question and many, I've heard it from many people. So taking that into consideration, I think about how do we secure identity management without going freakishly crazy on over-controlling and over-protecting. But let me just tell you about the situation we're facing right now. And I don't know if anyone notices this, but uh, a simple contact with your credit card agency or your bank or a uh, software company where you bought your latest neat little tool, um, or even just your online uh, account management with say Amazon. <clears throat> There's always that identity verification process. Who are you? Confirm your identity and account number and all that. Now I'll access your record. Now we can talk securely. So there's always that. And then there's, you know, when you go to return a product, then what product are you referring to? And you just give the product and somehow actually the automated little controller or messengers there will come back with a list of products and you're like wait a minute i just purchased 60 different products from you and i don't want to go down the whole list and unfortunately there's no human on the other end it's an automated system so you have to select which is great nice convenient we can work around the clock 
um, and get the, the things that we need done without even having to talk to a human. But the problem is we have to identity verify it every single account. And if we had a digital management system that had a process, a very secure process that confirmed our identity uh, at intervals, like every uh, three to six months or every six months, unless something goes wrong, then, um, and we do, it's, it's called a driver's license. Uh, you renew it every year. Some states are different. Uh, but if we had that kind of a digital management process, we can do away with all of the online verifications. And if we had an integrated phone system uh, with caller ID that, that and so a few um, internet checks on digital management, maybe with some sensors, uh, we've thought about the RFID chip, which that's great. That's in our um, bank account system. And that works great. But um, I think some people, myself included, fear um, fear it being accessible to too many people and insecure. And there's a ways around that. We have to go through a process to certify that system and test it first. Uh, so, anyways, it's a problem, and I've identified it, and I've and I've written it, and I'm working on on the solution right now. So um, what's happening is there's, con there's individual concern that now that you've identified this problem, you never really saw it before, you just complained about it. I don't like this, I don't like this, I don't like this. And you, I've always had the database management approach of the one-to-many ratio of use the data one time and, and uh, reuse it where it's needed, but not in a manual retyping way, which is what we're doing now is manually retyping. And the different approach, like I said, we're using now is the remember me functions, which is still not sufficient because all we have to do, all a user has to do is go in and, and delete their history and reset all those and, and they can easily do that which is good when you want to clean a computer and give it to someone else. Or if you decided you're going to go through and clean house and change all your passwords to standardize or because you just feel like it's a good thing to do. Um, so there's that, the self damage or yeah, self damage too is um, lack of management. You know, I logged in here and uh, I have 85 different accounts online yet I don't manage any of it. So I really don't know what I have out there. It's out there, but I don't know what I have. But luckily we have a quick little reset option. And unfortunately we just don't have a centralized system. You know, I can't scan the internet and say, where do I have an account? Where is my information? Where do I work most often? What do I do most often? And what are the statistics? I like numbers spent 22 hours online, mainly access this program, access these programs daily, weekly, monthly. And, you know, just starting off organizing bookmarks for uh, faster accessibility of online systems works, but it's not a complete solution. And the Windows systems we have and the browsers are just don't work well together. They do right in front of you, a computer uh, user would say, oh, that work, a browser works fine. 
the inner, you know, the Windows system works fine. It works. Yeah, but when you go deeper into the design of it and you, you see it from a systems perspective and you use it and you use it from a systems and developer's perspective, you go, man, we're heading for, we're taking the wrong approach on this. But here's the thing, like I said, if you don't have access to the policymakers, the law writers, the standards team, uh, and they don't publish, you know, research in depth, or maybe they're heading on the wrong path, and you don't have regular contact with them, or a way to say, wait a minute, what are you doing? No, no, no. Biometrics is great. Facial recognition software is great. But we've already seen, and I've already seen personally, that there are systems out there that can morph the facial image and screw up your entire online digital life as well as your physical life. And that's bad. So we have to find ways to protect against that. So that's security, but that's cybersecurity. And you can't have a criminal background if you were to work in cybersecurity. And unfortunately, I've already got myself one of those, which is good and bad because now, you know, that makes me more qualified, I think, to be able to really assess these things and say, hmm, that's that's a security problem right there because you don't know who I am and you don't know what I do. So that's a major security problem in itself. You can't arrest the person that's working on the project. But you can to show that there's a gap there. We're missing some protections. So anyways, just some food for thought um, for today's podcast. I, and here's another thing, you know, I said, okay, I've identified the problem. I've written it up. I can't fix it myself. I can't just build some software to make our lives easier. Um, I can build up my own personal database. But, I, you know, if I publish that to the world, they're not going to. You know, it's another manual process. We need some software automation skill, and I just don't have it. You know, I would have to take software development for that. And But the thing of it is, is you can't just develop an API individually and go say, okay, I, I connected all of this to all of these sites. Because you have to, then that would be another one-to-one individual contact approach where I would have to coordinate with every software system and every merchant that's online and say, okay, I need a API connection for any and all software systems where a human logs in. And that's a higher level than where I'm at right now. I don't have that ability because I don't work with the NIS or the CIA or the, um, national security teams that develop these systems maybe in the future certainly in the past but maybe in the future i don't know so those are my issues today and what i'm working on and then the sort of that uh that powerlessness approach and identifying this severe uh problem which really isn't that severe we can still function we're still functional but just not to the best optimum and most innovative level. So that kind of is kind of discouraging. So I think, well, am I really into this? Do I really want to continue on to the doctoral program and really go into the computer science part of it? I know I'm not going to learn programming and be able to develop myself, but is it going to really help me to further 
identify this problem, not identify, it's already been identified, but further solve the problem to provide some kind of written guidance and direction to, to those that can invest in it and see it and know that it will change our world in so many ways. Um, so, you know, I tossed that idea around a bit and I said, yeah, yeah, it's worth it. It's worth looking into it for four more years. And it is, is it out of the scope of, and of my expertise and interests? No, no, it's fully aligned. So I think, you know, having identified these things on a higher level, now I can really get down into, well, that's identity management. You know, we got Google Mail, we got our, our email, and we got our business systems. And I can come up with the architecture and the design for a new system. But maybe a piece of software will work. And so that the next question and phase is going to be, well, is it just a quick answer? Or do we really need to invest in just changing the design? And what would that take? What would that take to change the design of the internet? 